Hello everyone. It's an absolutely gorgeous morning here in Phoenix, Arizona. I have my window open of my studio here, so if you hear a little background noise here and there, that's what's going on. I hear some birds out there and there was some landscapers blowing earlier. Yeah, a couple of podcasts ago, I heard the <laughs> the trash truck in the background and I was like, oh, I guess I could have shut my window. But you guys know me, it's all about authenticity and this is what I got going on right now. I just want to be outside so bad I cannot have this window closed. I'd be recording this episode outside if I could. This takes me to episode number 60, Boundaries Part 2. The topic is when boundaries upset others. Ooh. What I know to be true is there is a lot, plethora of articles all over the web about boundaries. You're going to hear it everywhere. There's books written on it, this, that, and the other. But what I've come across just systematically over the web is that people will tell you to set boundaries left and right, but they don't really tell you the ins and outs of boundary setting. So that's what I'm hoping to break down here in this, I'm not sure how many parts, (laughs) Uh, series I'm doing on boundaries because there's a lot of things that come up like when Pete you I talk to my clients and they they're trying to they come to me with the questions after the fact because they're trying to implement new methods into their life new tools to be more empowered and to treat themselves better and teach others how to treat them but there's questions that come up along the way and boundaries are a tough topic I mean there's we can't just go oh hey I need a boundary oh gosh, and go pick a boundary off a shelf and go throw that bad boy down. There's a lot involved. Boundaries are very emotional. And our boundaries can really upset people. They're not going to like it when we're saying, hey, not cool. And here's what's going to happen now because you're doing this. I'm either going to be over there. I'm not taking your call anymore. Or if you raise your voice to me, I'm walking out of the room. Whatever it might be, they are so used to manipulating us consciously or unconsciously due to the fact that we have allowed them to for so long that when we finally get to the place where we want to set a boundary, they're going to buck it. Now, I'm not going to say 100% of people because I don't know that. But what I do know is the majority of people, when they are used to controlling a situation somehow, and now we go, nope, not going down like that anymore, their psyche is going to fight that. And it fights it because we are shining a light on a bad behavior of theirs. We're shining a light on something that they know deep down that they should not be doing or that is not of their highest self. And so when we shine that light on that, there's usually shame involved with that and denial and defense. I mean, I've had some serious backlash on me that I can only draw a visual in my head like of a cartoon. It could be maybe a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something. I can't remember, but I see this this animated lion roar and these little lines come out of his mouth so you can see like the breath and the person's hair blowing back. That's how I kind of feel when when I've set a boundary with calm assertiveness and just said, hey, not okay. And initially I get the bucking bronco from that. I mean, it's like, whoa, that was shocking to me because, you know, this has been a journey for me. I started out, you know, I would set boundaries back in the day, but I really wouldn't hold a line. And then when time went on and I started to heal and started to figure all this self-worth stuff out and self-value stuff out, then I would start to set little boundaries. And, you know, there might be a little bit of backlash, but as time went on and the situations got bigger and 
people in my life, you know, the, the subject matter was deeper or more emotional or whatever I had to set a boundary around, man, it was like the reaction grew. So I was faced with reactions that were, I was, I was like literally blindsided by like, whoa, what, what is coming at me right now? I just need you to stop doing this thing, whatever it is you're doing. I'm having a massive deja vu right now. I don't know why either I recorded this already once before and earlier and it's in another podcast or something. I don't know, but woo, it's deja vuing me, whatever that means. So I want to move forward and talk to what happens when we get that backlash because most likely it's going to come, especially how big the boundary is. I mean, if you think about it, even you get backlash with a little kid when you say you can only have one lollipop and the kid throws a tantrum, right? And a lot of parents give into that. So those types of things get bigger as the people get bigger and the problems get bigger and people are going to do what they can do to manipulate. Sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's not conscious, sometimes it's unconscious and it just works for them. So it becomes a part of their personality. So shining that light on that is when they're really going to fight that because they can no longer get what they want. So I've made a little list here of things that typically will stop us or make us question ourselves. And one of those things is guilt. Oh my goodness, I talked about this in the first episode or the first part of the boundaries series here. Yeah, I'm a great guilter. Oh, I can guilt myself to death. And that's probably why I've been easily manipulated because when somebody kind of works it a little bit, I'm like, yeah, oh, if I'm a good friend, mother, sister, daughter, so-and-so, I shouldn't have done that or I should say this or I should be more patient or whatever it might be. And I sacrificed my sacred self over and over and over and over again. So I had to learn that guilt, the definition of guilt means I've done something wrong. And I've reframed that entire thing by by knowing, unequivocally 100% knowing, that when I set a boundary rooted in love of self, absolutely love of self, that it is always the capital R right thing to do. Because that is God working through me. Keep in mind, your person needs that boundary. You're not saying, oh, I need a boundary because you keep taking the trash out on the day of the trash, which is an amazing thing, right? No, you're, you're saying you're, you're giving somebody a boundary or something that they're being disrespectful or rude or dishonoring or inconsiderate, whatever it might be. So it's not the good things, you're, you're, you're actually pointing out the, quote, bad things. And by understanding and knowing your love of self and you're rooted in your well-being and you deliver this boundary to somebody, that is God's work because that person needs that guideline. They need to know that this is not okay and you will actually help them grow. So one of the things I say to myself when I set a boundary is, I'm going to think about it because I have some pretty high standards for myself. I really want to be a good wife and mother and friend and sister. You know, I really have some high standards for myself. So when I set that boundary and that automatic guilt kicks in, I really got to do some little homework and go, nope, this is okay. This is okay. You are teaching somebody how to treat you. The way they're acting is not okay. And it is rooted in love and you are doing God's work. So there's that. The other thing that wants to stop us is a biggie. And this is, this is I don't even know, probably equally to the guilt situation. And that is that we are afraid of losing the person. 
you know, I've, I've worked with some clients that have had some, had to set some really tremendous boundaries with people they love dearly in their lives. And some of them, some of them being their children. And I've had to do that too, with some people I love really, really in my, you know, really love these people. And they're really important to me. And I'm afraid if I set this boundary that I'm going to lose that person or they're not going to love me anymore. They're not going to like me anymore. And at that point, I have to ask myself, I have to weigh out the options here and say, either I set this boundary and hope for the best and believe in my person, whoever it might be, that they're going to grow and want to do the higher thing, the righter thing, or I can continue to live in pain and suffering. Well, the fact that I'm even thinking I need a boundary means I'm pretty sick and tired of the pain and suffering, doesn't it? It would be the same for you if you're like, oh, I got to set a boundary. You know, we're, we're getting kind of burnt out. Our heart hurts, our body's tired, our head hurts. We, we just can't do it. We're, we're exhausted, we're mentally drained, we're energetically drained. We can't deal with this situation anymore. So our choice is I might lose them or I need to live in pain and suffering. And for me, when I got to a place of truly loving myself and knowing my, knowing my value, it was not hard for me to make that decision. It was like, you know what, if you can't treat me well and you need to not be around me and and hang out with me and honor my line, then so be it. Because I will choose not to live in pain and suffering anymore. And I will will tell you, 100% of the time, the hardest boundaries I've had to set, those people didn't go anywhere. And the relationship got better because that thing that was hurting us no longer happened. But sometimes we do need to be willing to let them go until they get their act together. And if we set the boundary with love, they're more willing to come back when they have humbled and figured out their things. If we're yelling and screaming at them and calling them names and making them feel like crap about themselves, yeah, they may not. But if we say, you know, here's what it is and I really got to take care of me and this is not acceptable for, for me anymore. And, you know, and if, if you, when you can hang out in a better vibration and treat me more respectfully, then I'll be happy to have you back. Then that's the way that needs to go down. Sometimes we have to trust the love between us and that person. I've had to do that many times, and these are people I know that love me. They really love me, and they really want to be around me, and I just have to say, this is my boundary, and this person loves me, and they'll get it. And I had to give it to God and just walk away from it and know that this person loves me. They're not going to want to lose me. They're going to want to adjust themselves to stay around me. And I've had to do the same thing. I remember people setting boundaries with me, you know, certain ways that I was acting coming up through all these decades of life that I've lived and setting boundaries with me. And 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 actually, I may not have liked it because it touched my ego. It pointed out something that I was not cool or crappy that I was doing, but but I didn't want to lose the person. So I, w- so I adjusted myself. I was like, all right, no problem. I can adjust this thing because deep down I knew it was wrong. So the same way you're willing to change for people that you love, keep in mind that they will be willing to change because they love you and they don't want to lose you either. But they can't even make that decision if you're wishy-washy in your boundary. you got to set that line and hold to it. One last thing that I want to talk to you guys about is when we discover that we need to set a boundary and or somebody's behavior is really just getting out of control in whatever form that it is and we just can't take it anymore, If we are not someone that is well-versed and practiced in boundary setting, we got to understand that to set a massive, hard boundary, big one from the beginning is going to be 
almost impossible to hold because we have not developed that strength yet. We haven't developed that level of self-worth yet. And all those things that I just talked to you about, the guilt and afraid of losing the person, those things are going to keep us from really setting and maintaining that hard line. So what I'm going to suggest to everybody is that you start small with your boundary settings, things that you know that you are capable of holding. Start small. Now, here's the cool thing about starting small. You, we start to teach our people right from the start that we are healing and that we are changing. So when we start small, when the bigger boundaries come later down the line, they're not really surprised. And guess what? They've gotten practiced in heating our small boundaries. So when the big ones come, then they are a little, it's a little easier for them as well. I don't suggest to people to drop big hammers on people because I've heard so many people like, you just need to do this. You just need to do that to their friends and you know everybody. And they're right. I mean, inevitably, at the end of the day, that would work. However, we're not really there yet. Sometimes we are afraid for all these reasons I talked about. So if you're willing to set a small boundary, but stay on path, keep going, set those small boundaries, hold those lines, you will become more practiced, you will become better at them, and you won't be as afraid when something big comes up. And lastly, if you, because when you set a big boundary, and you don't hold it or it's a boundary that was stated in anger or something like that, like it just came out and you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore or something, and then you don't end up following through, you have just taught your person that you're not going to follow through. And they it will perpetuate the behavior. So rather than spewing something out at somebody that's big and hard and, and gnarly and anger or whatever, stop yourself. This is practicing self-discipline. Just stop yourself and say, I need to think about this and I need to figure out what my next best step is so that I can make a boundary that I'm willing to step into and hold because I need to teach this beloved little person that I love so much, it's acting like a crackpot, how to treat me and what is acceptable. All righty, my beloveds. I think that pretty much sums it up what I wanted to say in this episode. I hope you guys got a lot from this. And please share this series, the Boundary Series, with everybody that you love or knows that could use this. And as always, you can contact me for coaching, personal coaching if you want to. If you're struggling in this area, a lot of people are. You're not alone. This is probably the hardest thing that we deal with is, try, is trying to get our power back and and teaching people what is okay and what is not okay. Because if our level of self-worth is suffering or we're feeling guilt or we're afraid of losing somebody or all those things that we talked about in the beginning of this episode, yeah, then we're not that great at it. So you can contact me at Kristen at sweetempowerment.com. That is K-R-I-S-T-E-N. I would also really super love if you guys would jump over to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and review. As a special thank you for all these free episodes that I give you guys, because that lists up or moves up the Sweet Empowerment podcast on the search engines on iTunes and it makes it makes the podcast more relevant. All right, you guys, I super appreciate you and I will talk to you next week for part three. Bye-bye.